It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Audio Boom comes Covert. A new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top-secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify, or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. It has certainly been a year where movies have been coming out all over the place and we've reviewed them from far and wide for you on Movies First. Today we return to New Zealand uh, for a documentary called Poi A. My name is Chris Coleman and the man who has been to the movies to check this one out for you is Alex First. Greetings again, Alex. Hello, Christopher. Yeah, it's Poe A, the story of our song. That's the full title. Let's give it that. PG rated in Australia, 93 minutes. I had not heard the song Poe A, had you? No. In fact, I probably wouldn't even be able to pronounce it properly if you threw a stick at me. Well, in 1984, it reached number one on the New Zealand pop charts. It broke every musical record. It outsold Thriller. It outsold I Just Called to Say I Love You and every other hit in 1984 in New Zealand. That, was that is charts. quite an achievement. Yeah, I was going to say, it stayed on the charts for 34 weeks. I was gobsmacked. And can you believe this? This song, Poe A, has been in the top 10 in New Zealand every decade for the past 30 years. Wow. <laughs> it was also the first number one song written and released entirely in the Maori language. Mm-hmm. And to put it simply, this small song changed changed New Zealand forever. So the documentary is the story of the creation of New Zealand's iconic song of celebration, the song that became the unofficial national anthem, like Walsing Matilda is here. Yeah, I think it's a great story. Mm-hmm. So a groundbreaking mashup of 1980s pop music, traditional Maori, and bop dancing, Poe A was a unique product of its time. And it, this, the movie, or the doco, has been written and directed by, now I'm going to mispronounce his name, Tarepa Kahi. Tarepa Kahi, it would be. It would be. You're much better at this than I am. From He did Mount Zion. And 
Poi A is a, an emotional journey, lays out the context in which the song was born and the relationships which shaped the tune and then propelled it forward. And there's a guy called Dalvanius Prime. I love that name, Dalvanius Prime, a musician with an international R&B career and a Motown dream, divorced, though, from his Maori identity. He returns home to nurse his dying mother and he discovers a new dream. He composed Po A with Maori language composer, and I'm going to mispronounce this too, Nagoi, and this, I'm really struggling here, Pu Hair Angie. Yeah, you're on your own Something. this time. Thank you. She, well, the two of them composed it and persuaded, he, he Delvania's Prime, persuaded his family, the Patea Maori Club, to perform it. Right? So. It was an amazing story, and along the way, he, he gathered a diverse and talented bunch of collaborators to record the song, make a music video, take all the steps necessary to get it to number one on the charts. And that included hustling up investment from family and local Patea business people. Right? I mean, basically, he did all he could to make sure that this was a success. And the film is told largely in Dalvanius's own words, features many Kiwis who were there at the time. These are often laugh-aloud, funny <coughs> recollections. Notable amongst them, the twins known as Auntie Bib and Nana Bub, and the original <laughs> bop dancer whose name is Joe Moana. So Auntie Bib, Nana Bub, and the original bop dancer Joe Moana, they're just some of the, the people featured here. And I saw the film at a public screening, largely populated by New Zealanders. I could sense the pride in the room. And... Well, as a matter of fact, I had Maoris on either side of me. They couldn't help commentating on the memories throughout the screening. On, <laughs> they, they were commenting on their own memories of the song and the times and what was being shown on the screen. And they were having a wow of a time. Fantastic. Among their most vivid recollections, this is the people sitting next to me, was the homeliness of the time and the food being served at a community get-together. <laughs> Pity it wasn't smell-o-vision. <laughs> I mean, you know, because each nationality has its own sort of local dishes and, and that's what this movie sort of features or one of the features of it. So Poe A uses this great ropey archival footage, home movies as well, to piece together what was clearly a very special moment in the history of the country. It's a small film but it's got a very large heart. Naturally, we hear bits of the song throughout the documentary. It's only, though, at the end we get the full version in all its glory. I think that's quite clever, which combines footage of it being performed in its day with a contemporary version of the song. And this is the latest chapter in the director-writer's exploration of New Zealand's musical history. I mentioned Mount Zion. That film was a fictional story inspired by his musician father and his community in the 1980s. And... Kahi says the, the song Poe is significant because it was the first pop song that used a drum machine, spacey noises, sound effects, and it put Maori, and it put, so it's called Te, te Reo Maori to that music. And it was the first time modern and traditional music had actually come together, and I reckon the feeling it created was really special. And what, he's, what Kahi says is, might be a difficult song to sing, but it's an easy song to feel. And all of that celebration and euphoria that happened the first time they heard that song still happens every time Kiwis hear it now. And as we learn, the song not only rocked the charts in its home country, but it was performed around the world, including at a royal gala performance for the Queen. Wow. 
Yeah. And today the Patea Maori Club includes three generations of performers. They maintain standards by practising every Monday night in their Patea club rooms and they're still in demand. So Po A was filmed by a small crew in several short bursts in 2014-15. They travelled several times to Patea, the small South Taranaki hometown of Dalvanius Prime and the Patea Maori Club. So, yeah, they, they did that journey a few times and they conducted interviews with Prime's community, with members of the Patea Maori Club, with former workers at the local meatpacking factory and other locals, including the butcher. They also reconstructed the shooting of the original music video, attended by the video's original makers, director Paul Carvel and cinematographer Waka Atterwell. Kahi says he, he wanted to pay tribute in that way because a lot of the frontline members and Joe Moana, the botmaster, are still with us, so the opportunity was too good for him to pass up. And this is again Kahi says, I thought since we have the film they shot 30 years ago, let's have past and present meet together on screen in a faithful video clip and make it with a lot of love and integrity. And that's what they do. He brings, he says, bringing Moana, the dancer on top of the canoe in the original video clip, that'll mean something to those people who see the movie, bringing Moana back to Patea, he now lives in Australia, was one of the highlights of his life. That's the highlights of his life, not just as a movie maker, but as somebody who's sort of, uh, who appreciates music. He says that he had such a profound influence on him as a young boy, being able to share that side of the story was a huge reward for him. So it's got a home video look about it. It's a feel-good doco that will primarily, not exclusively, but primarily find a small audience in Australia among expatriates. And clearly it's been a labour of love. That's how it's going to be viewed. And there was a lot of love in the room the night that I saw it. It sounds like one of those stories of, of triumph against the odds, uh, and, oh, yeah. and, and multiplying that by the fact that it comes from the, the and with the greatest of love and respect to our our, our, our Kiwi listeners, uh, the, that it comes from a small country like New Zealand just adds to that. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's what, what's that uh, train engine? I think I can. I think I can. It, yep. It's like that. It, you would never have believed that you know, you've got this small community put together this incredible song it's it's lovely song it's a beautiful song i loved it but um i'm just staggered that i hadn't heard it i mean especially they're across the ditch let's be honest the kiwis aren't far away it's not it's not like they're on the other side of the world i've been there at least three times yeah (laughs) well but you know lovely place new zealand beautiful place i just you know the when i you know sitting next to these gregarious maoris Gee, they're lovely people. I mean, just, you know, salt of the earth. And I, here I am, you know, like it'd take three of me just to get be one of them. You know, they're, they're big people, but they, they've just got this infectious laugh and smile. They, their smile's beautiful. The lady next to me was just uh, beaming from ear to ear. It was fantastic. So I think part of my enjoyment was sort of being in that room with so many so many Kiwis. It was great. Uh, excellent stuff. Give us a score for point A. Six and a half out of ten. And we apologise once again for anything we mispronounced during the making of this edition of Movies First. A large amount, a large amount was mispronounced, but there we go. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. 
Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.